Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, everybody. Thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show. Just a quick word before we start about podcast ads. Did you know that every time you download the Sun Ranto Show and there are ads on the show like you just did, that I get a penny? One penny. Well, that's not enough to keep the lights on here at the Sun Ranto Podcast. So if you enjoy the show, I'm just going to ask you, could you make that penny a dollar and join us at patreon.com slash sunranto? Just a dollar. One dollar a month. That's all we ask. You can pay all at once, and then it's only like $11 because there's a discount. You get all sorts of perks. You get to join the Sun Ranto Super Ranters, where I do post games uh, oftentimes. Uh, you can get all the music. You can get a Sun Ranto calendar. Uh, you can buy us tickets and beer and uh, pay for StreamYard and for batteries and tickets and um, advertising and headphones. And plus, 10% of all the money that gets pooled together from our Patreon goes straight to the Lost Boys program where we help kids in Chicago play baseball and build our damn community. So please make that penny a dollar and stop downloading this version of the show where I'm getting ripped off and your time's getting wasted and my time's getting wasted. It sucks. But if Patreon was cooking, I wouldn't do this. So, patreon.com slash sunranto. And do us a solid. Turn that penny into a buck. Here's the show. This is a Locker Room production. I just say we get going. And start talking about this because we are talking about it in the left field bleachers today. What some unpopular Cubs opinions would be, and um, I don't know. Maybe it's early in the season, but people weren't coming up with too much stuff. They're like, "Oh, everything's fine." I was like, "No," I'm like stuff like uh, you know that like Steve Bartman actually got what he deserved, and <laughs> I was like trying to you know egg it egg it out of him, or that you know. Uh, you know, throwing back homers is stupid, <laughs> you know, and things like that. And oh, like, actually, Whoa. so I would, okay. So I was wondering if anybody would bring that up because honestly, that's been a little bit of a discussion on Twitter today. Uh, people are, you know, a lot of people who don't know shit from Shinola are getting upset about this little kid throwing the ball back. <laughs> So, but did they um, not? You know, they, and they must not know that it's tradition. They, well, some of them don't. But I saw one person say, "Oh, it's fine when the bleacher bums do it, but it's stupid when anybody else does it." Which I don't even understand that concept. Like, like the bleacher bums are all wearing a, a, a specific. Like you guys have. Uh, you know, target khakis and blue shirts out there so that everybody knows who the fuck you are. <laughs> like, well, and, and don't, you know, don't forget the, the they do it. don't forget the hard hat. You need a hard mm-hmm. hat to be a real bleacher well, bum. You know, um, I was on uh, Joe Kilgowan's podcast, True Blue Cup Fans. We had this big discussion about this. There is, maybe it's these damn kids nowadays, these youngsters that do not respect the tradition of Wrigley Field. Bleacher Jeff and I have both at various times, I'm sure Danny, you too, have stopped the wave at Wrigley. Um, shit like that. And then you get people like, well, you can't tell me how to fan. Fuck you. It's tradition. It's been tradition. My family's been going to Wrigley since it's been open. And, well, and, and cr- my, dad, my dad would have done the same thing. He would have dragged me down the bleachers and made me throw the ball back, kicking and crying, because that's what you do. Yeah, but Crawley, that's, that's not – so – the the problem with that is not that it's tradition. It's that some asshole said, you can't tell me how to fan while also telling you how you should fan. No, they, if they want to fucking try and start the wave, go ahead and try it. But you're going to get fucking stopped because the rest of us aren't going to do it. 
and just don't get all pissy about it. Just realize you're in Wrigley and that's what happens. I hear you. I, I, I've seen that a lot though on, on, uh, on, uh, on, and Jeff brought it up the other day, Bleacher Jeff and someone on, on Twitter who has a pretty deep, I don't want to say, deep, you know, a following, but basically was like, Oh, I'll do what I want when I go there. It's like, no, you don't. I ain't gonna let it happen. Right. That's, that's well, the thing. It's like, you can do it, but you're going to get booed. My problem is just when they, they get upset about it because they clearly have no idea what's going on. You know what I mean? I want, yep. I want to bring on Matt Kammer. He, he, he was invited to speak and, uh, then, uh, he, he was on there for a second and then he, he, you oh, guys were back. yapping back and forth and he, ne- he never got his chance. I wanted to get a shot in. All right. Hey, what's up guys? Here, Are you there? Hey. Yeah, I'm here. I, uh, I actually accidentally pushed the button to speak, but, uh, figured I'd stick around cause, uh, I have another one other than, uh, Murphy sucks. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I, don't, I don't know that that's super unpopular. What, what's they, wrong with, uh, but I mean, what's wrong with, what's, what's wrong with Murphy's? You got to elaborate. What's wrong with Murphy's? I mean, you've got 10 seats in the place and it's standing room only. And I'm bumping into every frat boy and sorority girl in there. That's just there to look good for the camera. Like, uh, in Wrigley, like it's not, it's not the hardcore Cubs fan hanging out at uh Murphy's bleacher, unless you're uh you know, Bill Murray or somebody that uh, has a camera following you around. Yeah, or you can get up on the roof with the in the private little situation. But um, yeah, yeah, what it, it's it, it's almost like you know where the suburbanite uh, the suburbanites uh, go to Cubby Bear, and then that's got that you know uh, eight dollar Pabst crowd. Um, you know, but at at uh, up at Murphy's, those are the transplant kids who used to live in the suburbs and come in on the Metro. Or pay fifty dollars. Yeah, I see. Yeah, Danny, I was going to say the Cubby Bear and Murphy's. It's the same crowd. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be the only two left too when the Ricketts buy everything else. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Take Line Sports Culture Takes. Take Line has it all. Take Line is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy winner Jason Concepcion and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to hear Take Line every Tuesday, wherever you get your pods. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by the Locker Room app. If you don't have the Locker Room app, uh, please do yourself a favor. If you have an iPhone, because it's only on the iOS store, go to the App Store and download it right now. Because every single Tuesday night, Michael, myself, and Crawley... We'll be doing a show there at 6 p.m. Central, um, if you follow at Sunranto, about a different topic about Cubs baseball. We've already talked about Cubs players that uh, we didn't really like in the past. We also talked about uh, our most memorable days at Wrigley. And here's the most exciting thing. You can participate. So it's a real-time audio platform, um, and you can come and join us and have a discussion with us and take the stage yourself. It's a lot of fun. And uh, so download it, Locker Room, on the iOS App Store. Follow at Sunranto Show and uh, join us every Tuesday at 6. It is that simple. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show along with Take Line, the new basketball podcast. Back to the show. Well, no, yeah, we'll, we'll keep like G-Man strong. I, I get what I get what Danny's saying though. I, I kind of get that because like, for if you go to Cubby Bear, that's a hundred percent people that are young and from the suburbs. That's it. Oh, but but and, that's what I feel like is at Murphy's too. I walk in there and it's the same shit. They might be a little bit older, but it feels with like Murphy's, the same crowd. If with, with Murphy's, that's like like Danny said, more of the crowd that they moved to Chicago after college, and they're they're going to stay there for five years, get married, and then move back to the suburbs. That's that crowd. I feel like the Murphy's crowd is the crowd that takes off their tap out or affliction shirt to put their jersey on for the game. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. The only, um, and I will say the only, the only time I've ever really been there is we've stopped in there a couple of times. Danny and I have off, off game day type of thing. Uh, we've stopped in there and had some beers or whatever. And then, uh, but yeah, during, during games, I'm with Matt. I, I think it's the, a super yuppie crowd. Bernie, Bernie came into the room. Uh, how you doing, Bernie? Hi. Good to hear from you. Do, what's your unpopular Cubs opinion? Oh, oh Bernie, you, you <laughs> muted yourself right you, when you were supposed you to. Muted. Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah. Hey, you're back. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I, I think uh, technical difficulties <laughs> or something like that. The, the uh, unpopular <laughs> Cubs opinion is, is that this show is good. <laughs> so because um, Bernie's almost, gone, <laughs> my unpopular Cub opinion, and I got to be honest here, it's almost like we went back to the confessions for Michael. I expect my penance for this year. Are you ready, Michael, to hear this? Yeah. Okay. So I. Oh God, I got to come up with penance. All right. I think Joe Buck's World Series call is better than Pat Hughes. Oh, oh. my God. Yep. Go. No, a little bounce of the Rizzo. Um, Jesus, really? Why? I don't know. I I will tell you why. Is that I don't know. Maybe my expectations were so high, considering the moment. I thought he would maybe say something about Ron Santo. He has this little bit that he says, and they're jumping around like a bunch of twelve-year-old delirious school kids. And for whatever reason, that specific line just absolutely bugs the shit out of me. So I have two autographed photos from the World Series, and I have his Pat Hughes' call with that only that one line omitted. So it's half the call on one side, half the call on the other side, and that line about the 12-year-old delirious school kids, I have omitted from the piece. <laughs> well, look, I'm, I'm not going to get on you if you say you were not super excited about Pat's call because no, it's, I don't think Pat's call is going to go down in the, you know, the annals of history is the greatest call ever, but Joe saying Joe Bucks was better. That's the issue because Joe Bucks was nothing. He did not give a shit about anything. It wasn't good either. So I don't know. Maybe my expectation, my, 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 my expectation for Buck was low and my expectation for Hughes was high. Budweiser put, what were you going to say, Matt? Budweiser put together that uh, Harry Carey uh, commercial uh, him together, and that that was a better World Series call than either of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find the actual so I can read it to everybody, but it's hard to find a transcript of what Joe Buck said. Um, I really can't find it. If anybody finds I gotta it, dip I'd, out, I'd love guys. to hear from oh, Tom, All right, cool. Tom Garcia later. Actually, Buck, actually, Buck has said that he, calling the Cubs World Series was one of his favorites. Yeah, because uh, I'm sure it was because he just wanted to be a part of that thing. You know what I mean? had nothing to do with the Cubs. It had to do with the situation. He knew that everybody was going to be there. That's what he fucking liked. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't. Well, it's, I don't think there was any any true joy about the Cubs winning, other than uh, he got to have his voice stuck to it for the rest of time. Well, I don't really care because I was at the game, and so like none none of this, oh, none of neither throwing one of the those, fucking weight around. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> neither neither one of those calls is how I experienced that moment. So I saw it later, but that felt like somebody else's experience, like I'm watching another team do it, you know, on TV, which is like felt it's just not my experience with that exact moment, which it means so much to people. So it's interesting that like to look back at both of them, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to look back at both of them, but I, I've got a, um, an unpopular opinion for you guys. That's pretty, pretty harsh. And Michael's heard it before because I, I used to say it on the show all the time, is that Cubs blue is ugly. It is not a good color blue. And it's it's a, it's very, like, pedestrian. It's, like, Midwestern-y blue blue, like the kind that like, is on a sweatshirt at, at on the Kohl's sale rack. 
Like that right, color is not blue. good. It's royal blue, but it's it's not like as good as the Royals blue. Ro- the Royals got the better blue. <laughs> And and it's close, but I'm just saying it's a better color blue. Now, when they do the blue, like the sky blue, but they haven't done that for years, and they only do it almost as a half joke now, the old Bill Buckner cornflower blue, whatever that was, you know, with the pinstriped light blue? Yeah. The, the, the that the I kind of dig. Yeah, the powder blues. Yeah. yeah. I like those. Powder blue. Um, I like those. I mean, I'm, I don't really care about the pinstripe aspect. I think that's the most unique thing about the Cubs is there's only a few teams that even do pinstripes, and some of the teams that do pinstripes are just copying off the Cubs, like the Padres. When they do pinstripes, you're like, whatever, Padres. <laughs> Trying to do pinstripes. Yeah, well, you got to be kidding me. I'm sure a lot of people would say that everybody's just copying off the Yankees and their pinstripes. But, uh, I yeah, I disagree with you on the color. I like the color. Uh, you know, I I have a hat right now that is not a Cubs hat. It's just that color. You've seen it, but uh, yeah. So I disagree. What do you What do you think, Crawley? The the Cubs cubby blue, I, good I'm, or I'm, bad color? That is literally my entire closet. So I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I I know. Do you like it? I'm, without, I'm saying you dress you like, like it shit. without the Cubs. <laughs> yeah. Do you like it without the Cubs logo on it? Like. Would you buy something that was that color, even if yeah, yeah, yeah? I actually, I'm drinking out of a water bottle right now that's that color, and like everything I own, like when Danny, when you come to my when my basement's finished and you guys come on over to see it, I mean, like I love that blue. I don't know, I I love everything about it, and uh, the '84 one was the one that always stuck with me. That that logo, but I like the blue. I don't know, especially the Game Seven alternate blue jerseys. I always I love those jerseys. Oh, they're the worst. Yeah, you're talking about the logo. That 84 logo is my favorite. But I have found that uh, I think my – I don't know if it's my – I don't know what my second favorite logo is, but I really do like the walking bear. And I have found that that's an unpopular opinion. I think a lot of people don't like the walking bear. Well, I like it. That I think it's cool. Yeah, any, and if anybody has an – Chime in if you want. Yeah, I was yeah. going to – if anybody has an opinion about the the Cubs colors and logos and which ones that you like that everybody else hates, um, yeah, please just all you have to do is like request to be a speaker and then we'll just let you in and you can have your your piece and then we'll kick you out. Um, I see uh, that uh, you, Bernie's ba- Bernie's back. Yeah, yeah Bernie, good. I'm, I'm glad. Back in? Well, one I think that I was a, maybe Danny. a mistake. Oh yeah, Danny. One thing I will say though is. Um, I do think the Cubs need to change up their uniforms. Uh, we've we've had the same uniforms for a very long time, and maybe not the pinstripe ones because I really like those, but maybe a completely new alternate yeah, or it. an away yeah. jersey. Yeah, some. Okay. But I wouldn't mind it. Get something new in there. Yeah. Hey, Bernie. Bernie's in the room. Oh. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Good. We can. All right. So my unpopular opinion: don't bring a baby to a game. <laughs> oh, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm a mom. I'm like, I want to have fun. No, I. If they cry, no. I'm like, when you sit in a bleacher, so oh, this is my kid's first game. Oh, the kid's not even one yet, and it's crying. You got to take it away to you know, you know, take care of the baby. Why bring babies to a game? I don't get it. I, I I agree with you 100%. I don't it, yeah, it's weird. It's it's unpopular because it's it's like you can't yell at the parent at the game with the kid, but I think everybody afterwards like that fucking asshole had a kid in the game. <laughs> so, Bernie, I was in tr- I was on True Blue podcast with Joe Kilgallen the other day and we uh-huh. had this conversation. He has a, ch- a son that he can't wait to take to a game, but he's waiting till the kid's five or six. Oh, well, see, that's good. I'd say f- over four, but you know what? Five or six is better. I I took um I took my oldest to his first game. I think he was around three, but he was totally chill. Like he was a kid that could handle sitting and watching a game at three. And his grandpa was with with us, so grandpa just. When he got 
you know, antsy. Grandpa took his hand and they walked. I mean, they walked in parts of Wrigley that I don't think I'd ever been in at, at times. Um, and then my other one I actually took when he was maybe two, just over two, but that's because I was moving to Colorado and I didn't know if he was going to get a shot. Yeah, you know, that's, so t- I, that's, that's, that's tough, early. too, though. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, good. that's you know what, that's what's... But under two, that's that's under two, or like a baby that can't even walk, or a newborn. Well, I've right. Seen many and you know what? And, yeah, yeah. And, and my son doesn't remember it at all. It was it was all for me, and we were only there for. I think, I think we stayed till the seventh inning stretch because my older son was four by then, you know, mm-hmm. and then he wanted to do that, and then we were out. And then he beat yeah, the well, they, but yeah, but. Yeah, they keep turning it uh, it more into like a playground. Like you go to somewhere like Cincinnati, and they've built an entire playground down the first uh, baseline, where because they want you to stay in there, but they want you to have somewhere to go. Like Gallagher Way is kind of supposed to be now, although I don't think they're really using it that way because of the COVID precautions and stuff. But like, I don't know, man. I mean, it's like either you turn your ballpark into a kids playground where like. They can go and like run on, run around a field or, you know, jump on a jungle gym or you teach them how to watch baseball, which you probably can't do until they're a little bit older, you know, like four or five, like earliest, you know, it's like, yeah. it, it bothers me too, because every, everybody, everybody wants you to like basically kowtow to them and their kids too. Like if you, if there's a baby in the bleachers, like specifically, or even a little kid, I'm like, like a Friday night or I mean, or like a Thursday night or something like that. And people are getting a little rowdy out there and people are like, Hey, keep it down. You're like, don't bring your kid to the bleachers, idiot. Like this is a night game in Chicago. Like maybe try Terrace reserve next time and go sit next to an old man. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. what did you, just, why, why don't you just you, Danny, why don't you just use my name? Instead of calling me, <laughs> why don't you go sit yeah. by Crawley yeah. up, up there waving his flags? <laughs> John Baskey has a great quote here in the chat. It says, if they have no chance to defend themselves, they shouldn't be there. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. They don't up. have a fighting chance. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. How about that guy that everybody lauded in the first row sitting there with no protection before the nets were even extended with a baby catching a foul ball. And everybody's like, that guy's awesome. I, I remember saying at the time, I'm like, he, it's criminal negligence. That's child abuse. Yep. Oh. Do you remember that guy? Yeah. And, 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 oh, I totally remember him. Yes. Uh, no. And, and I agree with Bernie. And I think the biggest thing is the parents need to be, hyper aware if they take their kids like i didn't take my kids to the fucking grocery store like i was literally if i was in a grocery store and they started crying i grabbed my kid and i left you know and and somebody had to like put away all the shit that was in my grocery cart because i was not keeping my kid i never kept my kids anywhere if they started crying we just left and so my kids quit crying because they couldn't go anywhere they were stuck in my house all the time Crawley, do you have another unpopular Cubs opinion? I got, yeah, I, you know, I have a few. <laughs> what, what were you doing? Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to I hear from Zach like a, or Tom or Zach yeah, or let's, Tom let's or from John. Jump on in. They get to hear our bad opinions all the time. Right. I want um, to hear from Zach or Tom or John. I do know that, um, or Patrick's in here too. Just request to speak, but uh, I will say I think that Danny, I, I in like 2014, 2015, they built something for the kids inside Wrigley that was like Clark's Clubhouse. Yeah, oh, I do really? remember that. It was like basically on a ramp, and like it was in a cage on a ramp, and like it was maybe above where the <laughs> Cub store is now. It's 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 it was, maybe it was like literally just a cage, and you could feed the children peanuts. It was. It was very small, <laughs> and and was there a little playground in there, like a, a tiny slide? It was, was for like babies, though. Yeah, it was like for little kids, and it had like Clark's Family Story and like some dumb shit in there. I I, I went there once, and I was like, "This is an abomination," and walked out. It is. Yeah. Well, do you know oh, what else God. is an abomination? 
I was there at the game today. And do you remember when Clark first came out and everybody was like, oh, crap, man. We don't need a mascot. This sucks. And everybody was like, shut up. It's for kids. And like, don't worry. He's not going to be, like, roaming around the park or dancing on dugouts or out in the bleachers and all that stuff. Well, guess who was in the freaking bleachers today? In a mask. Clark. And I'm like, he's, like, waving at people. I'm like, dude, get out of here. It's it's COVID. Get out. Like, you're yeah, not supposed to be. To, it's a, do you, you know, know how much? It's too much. Do you know how much hate I got for that? Because I it was Allison Miller was her name. She was the head of marketing. She's not there anymore, but she came from like General Mills, like the cereal company shit. And like I threw like the biggest fit at Cubs kind. I'm like, we don't need a mascot. I think the Cubs at the time were one of like two or three teams that didn't have a mascot. And like it was the Yankees was another one. And we never had one. The Yankees had like some weird like coked out one in the 70s. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I can I think I that was Reggie you, Jackson. I, I argued the shit out of it. And like, even in private, like over to the side, like Alice and I, I'm like, and, and like, she's like, well, it's not for you. I'm like, well, I know it's not, but I think, I still think it's stupid. And, and that's where I developed my logo from. I'm like, if you're going to make one, cause the, 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 the Clark looked like the guy from tailspin that the Disney show, it was just a complete generic ripoff. So I made well, the one and- that I, that, that's my logo right now. Well, and Poochie, too. Right? I mean, it reminds me of Poochie. Oh, yeah, Poochie. For sure, Poochie. Simpsons? Yep. Yeah. Um, well, I have, a, a, I have an unpopular take about broadcasters. Uh, I think this is going to surprise you guys. Uh, I liked Chip Carey. Whoa. Chip did, Chip did not bother me one bit uh, back in the day. I was... I was fine with him, and when people would – people to this day when they rag on him, I just don't quite get it. That's one thing I've never figured out. I have no opinion, really, about Chip. I mean, he's kind of nerdy, I, I think. You know, he's just hey, – do you know what's disappointing about Chip Carey and the other – who's the grandson? That's Chip. Oh, uh, who's the son? Skip. Skip, yeah, I, I get, I get a mix up. Chip, Skip, I mean, they all fucking rhyme. I mean, I don't even think they're Harry's real kids, but like, uh, because they, they act nothing like him. They're both nerds and they're straight laced dudes, and that's what I didn't like about them. I mean, you're like hoping this like legacy thing is going to be cool, and it's just not. Like, it's but, like the app, the apple fell pretty far from the well, tree. You know how case. it is. You know, like, like. Kids of alcoholics don't want to drink and be like that because they had to live. Yeah, totally. It's like Alex P. Keaton on fucking Family Ties. Just like (laughs) it turns out a Republican, the child of hippies. Um, Tom Garcia's in the room. Little Yumper in the his. What's up, Tom? Uh, Actually, uh, Michael, I actually agree with you. I actually like Chip Carey, and I actually liked uh, Josh Lewin when he called games for us. Um, But, uh, I guess the unpopular thing is I really can't stand the Cubs uh, taglines they have. The Cub together, this, oh, that's God. Cub. And you to be honest so with you, good. I actually um, – I don't really hate the White Sox, but I went to White Sox games as a kid. And I actually kind of like their taglines a little better. Good guys wear black. The kids can play. Like compared to our taglines, it, it seemed kind of – like ours are pretty stupid. <laughs> and I wish our Ooh. peers would do something about it. Yeah, so you're so you're saying uh, White Sox taglines better than Cubs? I would have to agree with you. I like the I like the White Sox taglines. Um, I don't know, Crawley, you're you're in on all these decisions. I, I, I assume you made one of these fucking taglines. I, I did not. I liked Fly the W was a good one. We've had a couple good ones, but also it's it's like very hit or miss. And so uh, the one that always made me laugh, I forget what it was. I think it was 2015. Like they workshopped this one forever. I can't even remember what it is, which tells you how good it was. And then, then that's when Miguel Montero said, we are good. And that was the hashtag and completely overran what the Cubs came up with. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action as the MLB, NBA, and NHL are in full swing. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. 
Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. The Sunranto Show is also brought to you by Kansas City Stakes. You work hard and you play hard, so treat yourself and stock up for the summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. SD, those are letters, SD. From classic cut steaks to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with your family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City Strips juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD, KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. 10% off, free shipping. Back to the show. Yeah, that was pretty hilarious uh, just because that was just like kind of his broken English in the locker room at the end. Did, or he tweeted that, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, no, and uh, not only that, that was a, a really, most of the, I agree with Tom about most everything, uh, especially the 1914 100 year at Wrigley thing, which was the party of the century. Oh, which God, I yeah. mean, when you when you lose ninety five games at the party of the century or whatever fucking god awful number they did, <laughs> um, that was that was a pretty horrid tagline. Come together, they played today. Come together over like a hype video on the on the big board. Uh, well, I was, at the game, and it was like kind of a. It was not the Beatles. No, it was it's, like it's, some like it's um yeah. it's Gary Clark Jr. It's really good. Yeah, I mean it's it's really cool. It's just like I don't know. It's I, I'm a pretty purist person about the Beatles and stuff. Like I kind of always hate all the derivative stuff of theirs, like like the love things and you know how it all kind of just turned into a big show. And so like it, the the fact that the Beatles kind of are ripping or or the Cubs are kind of ripping off the Beatles bothers me in like a very puristy way in the same way that the video boards themselves bother me. Like they didn't, they weren't there when I was a kid. Like I was fine with no lights, you know, like I'm still kind of for that. Like I had, I've gone to the one night game with you, but everything else has been day games because I really don't, I prefer them. Like I'd rather be there in the day. I'd rather, you know, have it be a day game and at one twenty that nobody's at like, you know, I'd rather there not be all this advertisement, you know, barked at me. And that's an unpopular Cubs opinion because everybody's like, no, it's much better. There used to be concrete falling on my head. I'm like, well, you take your chances in life, people. <laughs> like, I didn't mind <laughs> yeah. the concrete. You know, no, I just, I, I'm a, uh, I miss it. I missed what we had. And like, the, there was just that little monochrome board underneath the, the, uh, the scoreboard, and that's how you kept score, and you looked up and you saw the strike in one place. Everybody saw strikes and balls in one place, not all over the fucking place. You know, just, um, you know, I understand the game changes. We're very technological, but, you know, I, I, I yeah. think we, we lost something. We lost something when that went away. Yeah, Danny, uh, I, I'm with you. Um, I don't think it's controversial to say that you like day games better than night games. But I hate the night games. Like, I just – I absolutely do not like them. I don't like being at them. So it's not like – and I don't know, maybe that's controversial that night games of any sort – I've been to a lot in uh, Coors Field, and I've been to a couple at Wrigley, and can I have fun? Sure. I don't like them, though. I just – there's something about being at the game at night. I don't fucking like it. It's ugly. I mean, that's where the fights start. 
Well, yeah, that, I mean, obviously, you know, well, fights, I've seen fights start in the day plenty, too. I, I would say, you know, oh, when you do the, the day drinking and all that shit. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I obviously growing up, I went to all day games. But, you know, now it's like I work and so I don't have the opportunity unless it's like on a weekend. And most weekends, I'm not even in Illinois. I mean, I'm in Illinois during the week. But, you know, for me, it gives me an opportunity to go to games. I used to fight with David Kaplan. Like, we would argue so much uh, back in the day at CubsCon. Like, I can't believe he's still nice to me and talks to me because I would get, like, really drunk and belligerent because he would always say, we need jumbotrons, we need to modernize it. And I would heckle him and give him such shit, and we would argue. This is at the end. It used to be Friday night, and they used to have the WGN show at CubsCon. And, uh, and boy, him and I used to really go at it. But, you know, I, I and I remember I got mad at them when they – the first uh, – Inside the ballpark advertising were the Under Armour signs on the board. I don't know. If yeah. You know. Oh yeah. On the yeah. doors. On the doors to the. To well, the and where, where does it end? I mean, that's just it. I mean, now they they've ruined Pat Hughes's call. They snuck ads into the radio call. They're doing visual ads on Marquee. Oh, they and where they, they did they... not sneak ads into the radio call. They snuck oh, yeah, the no. radio call into the ads. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just bullshit. And I, and I get, I even work in this industry and I kind of need ads to like make money and be like a, a viable thing. But like at the same time, you know, you could be like NPR and like cool about it and just like not sneak them in, be like Pat Hughes, incredible call of this baseball game brought to you by Ford. And you'd be like, Ford is badass. They only said their name one time. I'm getting a Ford. They're not throwing it in my face this whole time. I'm just saying like, you, you, it's a slippery slope because you, they start with the signage and then the stupid. Remember when the new Veen went up? That signage yeah. so dumb. That sounds like a birth control pill. And then you and I, what's up there now? Oh, Horizon, which they I'm gonna rip that uh, that uh, N off someday. So it just says, uh, or I'm gonna and put a C at the beginning. So it says chorizo. Um, <laughs> That'd be fun. No, I, I, I really would. When you say where does it stop, the one thing I noticed this year that I never noticed is they spray-painted Gallagher on the field. Yeah. Well, not only did they do that, there's a there, look behind the pitcher's mound. I forget who was advertising there, but they got a thing back there on the pitcher's mound, like where the, where like the rosin bag is. And not to mention the fact those those death traps that I sat next to today – uh, I mean, yeah, the, the the death traps are terrible. I agree with you there. We do you want to hear a hilarious story? We were rooting for seagulls to shit on them. Uh, <laughs> we were like shit, shit, shit. Like we were chanting the seagulls up. I'm surprised you couldn't hear it on the broadcast. There were like eight of us. So I got um, un, I got an unpopular opinion that's going to get me destroyed, but I'm ready to go. Yeah, I don't know that you're coming with anything more than the buck thing. So. I don't think Anthony Rizzo's a really good clubhouse leader. Huh. That is that's kinda that kinda hits you there. Yeah, um I, I I can I can see that he maybe is not that person in his heart and soul that he would much rather he's a reluctant clubhouse leader. He'd rather be one of the guys yucking it up and not being like take charge kind of dude. He's just kind of a goofball and he would like to remain so. And so I, I can see that point. I agree. And if you want, I, I go ahead. Point two. I do. I, I, he's, he's a lot of fun. I think he is a leader, but I don't think he's necessarily the guy that can just, you know, round everybody up and, and get them together. But he did, you know, talk to everybody today after, uh, in the, in the seventh, after Javi, fumbled that ball he kind of brought the infield in and, and bitched him out a little bit which ball are you speaking of <laughs> the, the, um, um, the the end of the game in the seventh that's yeah oh uh, yeah Ber- bernie barrow wants to come back in she's got something to say oh here oh bernie coming you're back in the- okay I i'm sorry <laughs> um it's all right uh, Did you mean to be back in or no? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I have, you know, since the pandemic, my fingers are like all cracked because I use uh, sanitizer sanitizer all the time, and it hurts to push the buttons on my phone. Um. 
Uh, oh, so you're talking about Anthony Rizzo, how he's um, not a leader. He, I, I can't agree with that. I, I agree with oh. that. I met him when he first came with the Cubs. Remember how you could go in the back after the games and go around back and get, you know, autographs. You can't do that anymore. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, he doesn't seem like a leader, but I have an, another unpopular opinion. Okay, let's oh, shoot. Chris Bryant's not going anywhere. He's going to stay with the Cubs. I'll, he's staying with the Cubs. Ooh, wow. Ew. Huh? <laughs> That's a surprise. Why, why, why do you believe that to be the case, Bernie? Uh, because um, just for, okay, from my perspective, um, Chris Bryant. He, you, you don't think he wants you, you don't think he wants more money from or the big lights of uh, L.A. No, or New York? No, he wants more money, but he wants to stay in Chicago. But you don't uh, you don't think that's been uh, ruined by the fact that you know, the Ricketts family has kind of, you know. Not been good to him over these years. Yeah, yeah, you're right, and it seems like um, I think they're gonna. I think I, I just have a feeling they might pay him because, because you know, like I watched your show the other day um, where Neil said the Ricketts have money. Yeah, they have a lot of money. They can't <laughs> cry poor anymore, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, I, I, they, I they, agree they that they might pay. Been. <laughs> I, I agree they may pay him. I just I just wonder if they will trade him first and then pay him. Or so, if that's – and I don't know. That complicates the matter significantly. So why would they do that? Because who did they do that with? Why would they trade? Because they, they, they did that with Jason Hamill. So here's the issue is okay. – uh, I think Joe Kilgallen brought it up on the roundtable the other day. Is That was the Jason Hamill thing where they traded him. So Chris Bryant can walk at the end of the year, and then anybody in the world can sign them, including the Cubs. Okay. So let's say you're having a bad season. Let's say we get to the beginning of June and the Cubs are six, seven games out of it, but Chris Bryant's still hitting like an MVP. You can get a haul for him. He'd be off your team for half a season, and then you have just as much right as anybody else to re-sign him in the offseason. Uh, it taints oh. the whole thing. I, I could see him still like being like, all right, I got out of my Cubs rut. I'm out of here. You know, just like – because that's what happened with John Lester. You know, Boston – that was the rumor is that Boston traded him to the A's, tried to get um, – you know, tried to – then A's got everybody. They really went for it that year. And uh, John Lester said to himself, oh, I guess I don't have to play for Boston only. I managed to – Dig being an A for a second. I, I maybe I go somewhere else, and that's part of what led him to be a Cub. And oh. I I could see Chris Bryant doing that too. You know, like okay. I could see him being a Met. You know, I really can. Like he fits in there in a way, and they need yeah. a guy. So no, you don't think he'd be West Coast. Um, yeah, he might. Yeah, I agree with that. He might be oh, West Coast if, too. Like go San, Angels. San Diego. Well, San Diego already has somebody, so they're not going to go for him unless he'll play. Maybe he'll play outfield for him. But Michael. But Michael, keep in mind that Justin Turner's a free agent this year too. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I can see that then. Um, well, you know, um, yeah. let, let's. I was just going to because I, gonna, be I, I the game started. Yeah, we got we got to listen to the game. <laughs> well, we're gonna listen to the game, but also like I, I want to get through a couple more of these uh, unpopular opinions uh, before we um, get, before the game starts. So okay. So uh, I, I I've got this one, and it's uh, kind of along these lines that it's unpopular because he's so popular. Is that actually at this point, Javi can go. It's fine if Javi goes. And I'm very sad to say that, but like, and it's not just about today watching him brick hand in the cold. Cause I agree it's cold and stuff, but like there's something about his shtick that I feel is nearing an end for my patience. And he's so talented and he's so interesting and everything, but there's comes a point when you've relied on natural talent so long without, and I know he worked hard and he works hard and all of it, but there's a point now that I'm just kind of done with his thing because I think it's going to, I think we've seen the best it can be. That's that all is I'm an unpopular about. opinion. 
<laughs> Man, I've yes. been taking I've been taking a beating from you guys for years for saying resign Chris Bryant and I'm not into Javi and and somehow you're here now. No, I'm not well, here. I'm no, I'm, I'm not. I'm, not ta- I'm talking about I'm talking about Danny. Well, probably because you've moved him. You've you've been on his ass for so long. <laughs> Danny doesn't even realize what he's saying right now. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's more that I'm not – because I'm all about the entertainment factor of it. And, of course, a, a lot of the entertainment factor is the um, – you know, not – is winning. You know, n- not just the way they play, but that they're actually winning the baseball game. But, you know, with Javi, it's just kind of like – I feel like his secret's out. It's, and – there, we're never going to see as good of the hobby we saw. Like, would I love him to? Would I love him to end up being like the everyday third baseman as like Ed Howard came through and watched them play together and like hobby vet veteran out with us in that respect? Like, sure. But if they can't pay everybody, like I, it, it, I don't know. Like, maybe I'd rather take my chances like with like a total reset at this point. Um. Because I don't know, I don't know. It's just it's tough to know if um, if any if any of them can still uh, perform up to this level. We did yeah. the we did the roundtable the other day, and all of a sudden we invited Neil Williamson. He he runs a Facebook club called the uh, group called Fly the Dub, which has a lot of followers. But he got everybody kind of like you know the Twitter blogger sphere, you know the Ceremis and Sarah mad saying that Jason Hayward was a waste. Mm-hmm. I listened to the show, and, uh, yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on in that show that was driving me nuts. That guy, one point, and I don't remember what it was right now, that he was about to say something, and I thought, oh, I, I might agree with this guy on this one thing. And I was kind of – dreading the fact that I was going to agree with him. And then I didn't agree with him at all. So I was like, Oh, that was good. Like he was, he was wrong on every account. <laughs> but would you say, but it was, is Jason Hayward based relatively off what he's making? Not, not anything else. Look, I know he's a great defender. Nobody has to tell me that best defender I've seen since Andre Dawson in right field, but for what he's getting paid, what his percentage of, of say the budget of the baseball budget that he's gotten the last few years. Good deal, bad deal. Terrible. No, I, it's an I, absolutely awful deal. He it, it, and I thought it was hilarious. It has been going through my head when Neil said he was like, the guy makes one speech, it's not worth like $150 million. Like, I, I actually that's a good I point. Actually, <laughs> I actually disagree. I disagree. I think he does play well in uh in the field. Um he hits okay. You can always go back and say, "Oh, this guy doesn't deserve this or that or whatever." But at the like, at the time, it was the normal rate for what like he he actually took less to come to the Cubs less. than he could have gotten, and I think his leadership and everything that he brings to the team outside of this is the thing that I didn't like about that guy's argument. And the thing that I hate about baseball arguments in general, it's all about the bat. Nobody gives a shit about defense or, you know, like pitching. It's like, well, if they don't fucking strike them out, then they're no good. Or if they don't throw 100 miles per hour, they're no, they're no good. And in batting, it's like, well, if they don't hit home runs, they suck. It fucking drives me nuts that – so, I mean – you want an unpopular opinion? Offense fucking annoys me baseball <laughs> because that's all that anybody ever fucking talks about. Like these guys bring so much more to the game. It's it's a it's a hard game to play on both sides of that. All right. Well, but ball. here's the thing. He's making like 22 million as much as that was what you would get back then uh, for in that kind of long contract. But you've got him for two more years after this year. I don't care. I and, fucking say give him thirty million because fuck these rickets. These motherfuckers don't want to give anybody any money for anything. They have people no, that are worth way stability. more than that, and they won't give it to them. 
So you know what? Every goddamn nickel they can take out of those pocket, I'm I'm happy. It makes me like. Well, let, let me let me ask contract you contract more. Let me ask you this, Michael. I mean, I, I think I know your answer then, but I'm just saying in general is that if you're going to pay this guy the most out of anybody out of his team, I'm I'm watching right now Mookie Betts hit a leadoff double, okay? So for me, if I'm going to be paying that guy X amount of dollars, he should be at the top of almost everything that, uh, as far as defense, offense. I want him to do everything. I mean, yeah, that I, that was a mistake contract. You can't say that oh, that Jason Hayward and the money and the hype that he got had, that he lived up to that moment. That long, long, expensive, expensive contract. It's ridiculous. He's got a two fifty three on base percentage right now, a sixty two OPS plus right now. Like he is straight garbage. And like as much as he he can, uh, no, I mean, and granted, like I think he's a great person. He's just not good at baseball anymore, and he's a weight on this roster, and you're just not going to win with him anymore. That's a straight fact. Like, he was terrible in 2016. He was decent last year in a 60-game season. I don't think anybody believes that that would be the, you know, the case this year because it's not. Um, Tom Garcia is in the room. Can we bring him in? Tom, you want to mute yourself and talk? Yeah, um, just off what Cotton was saying, like, I do agree that a word may – Slightly could be overpaid, but he actually is worth his contract in terms of defense. Uh, we have to remember, too, that in 2016, he was actually offered more money and came here for less. So I think I don't think Jason Hayward's worth the contract he got, but he signed it. And, like, the thing that irritates me is that a lot of fans rag on him, but put yourself in his shoes. If somebody offered you the money, the Cubs offered him the money to play here. So it's on the Cubs. No, no, no. Nobody, nobody, I guess, I'm, you know, look, I was all about that Jason Hayward contract. I was there when 2015 against the Cardinals when nobody in the world could touch Jake Arrieta and Hayward lit him up for a home run. I'm like, Jesus, that guy's so good. When they when yeah. the Cubs signed him, I was like, hell yeah. And I don't, and, I, and again, I'm never going to criticize a player for trying to get the maximum dollar amount that they can. I'm just saying... At the end of the day, when you look at that contract, if you're going to be the highest paid player for how many years? Paid way more than Rizzo, way more than Bryant, way more than Contreras, way more than all of these guys. No offense, I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, good glove, no stick guys, and they don't ever get paid that amount of money. And I totally agree with you. I, it's just, uh, the thing that is, too, like, yeah, he makes the most money, but the Cubs have next year, I think, $40 million to this roster, including Hayward. Yeah, the only person – yeah, exactly. It's Hayward is half of next year's budget right now of $40 million. Hey, everybody. If you're enjoying the Sunranto Show, why don't you become a Patreon patron at patreon.com slash sunranto. It's only a dollar a month, and you get this show delivered right to your inbox along with other perks for as little – as $1 a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's way better than the ads that you've been listening to on this podcast. Because guess what? There are no ads on the Patreon.com slash Sunranto thread and uh, your own RSS feed. So please go do it. It's only a buck. It's how we keep the lights on. Join the 104 other people who have decided to support us uh, we love them. We don't love you as much because you don't support us. So go do it. Three bucks a month. It's all you need to do to buy us each a beer a year. That's all you got to do. Three bucks a month. Pay all at once. Get it done with. You don't have to worry about it again. Five bucks, you get all the music. Ten bucks, you get a calendar and your name at the end credits. Just do it. And back to the show. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. I mean, and... and- and like Crawley was saying, like I don't fault him for taking the money either, or the contract, or 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 even not being able to live up to it, you know, as a player. But I mean, at the same time, you you gotta like have to blame Theo for this really bad signing amongst a bunch of other bad signings. Which is I, see- can I can I transition into like the fact that Theo uh, Theo actually fucked up the Cubs after 2016. As an unpopular I, Cubs opinion, because that's kind of that's think, a more general statement. The reason being is, I think that Theo came into a situation thinking he was going to have the support of the ownership, 
And I've always said, like, I, I, I tweeted this at you too, like, uh, Danny, like, I think the Cubs won too soon in their window. I think the Ricketts family got what they wanted, which is a World Series. And now they just want to start reaping the benefits of the uh, World Series. So that's what they did with Gallagher Way. That's why they put all that money into the area to reap the profits. Um, um, I yeah, I agree with that. Hear me anymore. Um, you get, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Yes. Well, okay. No, and I have to agree that that contract with Hayward, maybe he doesn't live all the way up to it. I guess my thing is that I don't hate Hayward. Like I don't hate. Oh, I don't. I don't hate him out there. Like I'm. I'm fine with him being the guy out there. You know what I mean? I guess that's where I'm. I'm rubbing up against it because like that dude was like, I fucking hate him and I think he's terrible and he shouldn't be on the field. I don't think that. Is he getting paid more than maybe what he's earning? Sure, but he's a twenty-two I million. I don't mind when he goes out there. Uh, I prefer him out there in right field over most anybody else that they put out there. Absolutely in right field, but not in the uh, left-handed batter's box. Like the, you know, can we DH <laughs> for him? Yeah. Like I mean, honestly, <laughs> like it's. It's just like this guy used to rake. Like, remember his his like first day as a major league baseball player when he went yard on fucking Zabrato and like crushed all the Cub fans' hopes and we're like, oh no, the Braves are good again. That was that um, was the Ricketts' first game they ever attended as Cubs owners. That oh, was God. that was the long con right there. Oh, <laughs> he, he's had Tom Ricketts, you know, in his sights for years. Set him up and then just fucking got his money and quit. It, you know, I, it, I I just kind of wish Hayward wasn't on the team. That was a bad move on Theo's part. And you know what else was a bad move? Like Brandon Morrow, everybody knew that he was banged oh, up, that he had pitched terrible. like 80, 80 innings wow. and stuff with the Dodgers in the playoffs. Everybody knew that because, like, it was total, a concern amongst fans. Like, they're like, oh, he pitched a lot. But, and but, then but, you, you, Tyler Chatwood, remember the spin that was supposed I'm, to come I'm, through? I'm like, not going to disagree with the Chatwood thing, but the Brandon Morrill thing, that was the that was the beginning of the end of Joe and Theo because Joe was given explicit instructions that this guy cannot be used X, Y, and Z. Now, you may say, well, then he shouldn't be on the team, whatever. They had a plan that they were going to limit his innings, limit how many days he went back-to-back, so he wasn't supposed to come in more than two games back to back. Cubs ended up in some goofy ass, you know, situation where they burned through a lot of arms, and and Joe used them when he probably shouldn't have, and that's the situation. Yeah, but come on, you get you your answer is to sign this guy as your closer for all this money for multiple years, but you can't use him on back to back days. Like that's not a no, closer. No, no, no. It was that's it was, a sixth was, inning fucking guy. It was a th- three days in the row. It's three days in a row they wouldn't use him, and that's the same thing they do with Hater. Josh here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I I get it, but I'm just saying that Theo hit it big. Like, he reminds me of, like, this rich kid who seems all successful because his dad bought him a car, and he, like, you know, can, you know, go anywhere. He's got the fake ID, and, like, and, and everything just goes his way because he's got the riches at his at at his disposal like in Boston he had that shit when they were just doing the renovations there and you know driving up those ticket prices Ricketts hired him to do the exact same thing in Chicago he ends up like the smartest guy in the room smoking cigars with Eddie Vedder on the fucking rooftop with the crown on his head and i'm saying that he took his eye off the ball and left the cubs in shambles and I, and I think he that was, is a. I think he was hamstrung by the Rickets. I honestly do. But it's I his fault. What, He's like, well, hey, but, no, hey, but Cole Hamels, Cole Hamels. He gave Tom Cole Hamels twenty million dollars at age fifty six. Yeah, and I think that. <laughs> but look, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Tom Garcia said they won early, and the Rickets got what they wanted. And then I think they got into uh, Theo's business a bit, which honestly, Theo made some bad calls, but I think he got a little bit uh, too cozy with Tom rather than the guys who were playing the game. That 
Cole that Cole Hamels thing always felt like a Tom Ricketts likes Cole Hamels, and that's why he has to stay. That it, it's always felt like that to me, and it was a bad idea. Well, maybe Cole invest. Maybe Cole invested in his spec. Right. Um, so, um, well, it's it's six fifty one. We've been at this a while. Um, I, we might have to have a part two of this kind of episode because <laughs> I feel like we can really get into some of this stuff. Um, I, I mean, I didn't even get to really, and I mentioned it at the beginning of the show about how I think Bartman got what he deserved, but uh, we'll get into that the next <laughs> oh, time. Oh, Jesus I Christ. I don't think we, <laughs> yeah, we, and we haven't touched on, and nobody even said Joe Madden in this thing. Oh, I know. That was one of the jokes that we had going back and forth, that Joe managed Game 7 perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, no. Um, So bad. Kind of funny today, like, uh, you know how those two runs scored on that wild pitch? Yeah. In the World Series? Well, it happened today, but it was the, the Cubs. And I'll never watch two runs score on a wild pitch and not think of that exact moment where I stood there with my hands on my head being like, oh, fuck, not again. Right, not again. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, and, you know, apparently I have an unpopular opinion that John Shiabi sucks at his job. And I tweeted today, it's a good thing Shiambi wasn't in the middle of the story or we wouldn't even seen those two runs score. <laughs> hey, let me show you how my pen can spin. Yeah, he, <laughs> he does not care about the game. Oh, he, gives, he doesn't give a shit and oh, he's, he's terrible at his job. That's Too nationally, huh? Opinion. Well, well as I said, we're going to need a part two, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, you know, maybe we could get, you know, we got Zach, John, Patrick, Robert that we haven't even heard from. Uh, guys, yeah. don't be afraid. Jump in there. You see, we, well, not we now. didn't I want kill Crawley. <laughs> right. No, think about it. Build up for next time. But we didn't kill Crawley for that Joe Buck bullshit. <laughs> of course, I might, I, I might, I might have to get him a t-shirt and make him wear that shit. We'll do a bet. And if, if you lose, Crawley, you'll have to wear a, a T-shirt that says, I like Joe Buck's call or something. Yeah, <laughs> Joe, Buck's call, Joe Buck's call was better. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to send you guys that piece, those two photos that I have of Pat Hughes' call. It's so beautifully done. Pat writes his autographs amazing. And it, I literally made sure that that sentence that bothers me to no end was not in it. It's so funny <laughs> that that bothers you. It was – I will say – I, I do agree that that sentence was awkward and weird, but I just don't think Joe Buck's call is better. It's the most generic bullshit. Joe Buck wrote that call uh, before the season started, and then he workshopped it for six months with fucking 15 different people, and he had, he'd been sitting in his fucking mirror ever since he found out he was going to be calling that game. He's been sitting in the mirror, you know, looking at his own face, falling in love with himself, fucking calling that call. So it it had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Practicing Hughes, in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Pat, I All I know Pat is Hughes trying to do, let the emotions take him. And he was trying to explain what he was feeling and what he thought they were feeling. I, I feel I, like it was a better I call. love Pat Hughes and he's had some of the greatest calls and like, you know, that one with the Cardinals, I wish you could all be here right now. There are so many good calls that he had. It just wasn't his best at the best moment, at the, at the career pinnacle moment that you need your best call. I just didn't think it was there. And I and I agree with you. And I, I think that moment maybe got to him a little bit. You know what I mean? I mean, I know I wouldn't have been able to make the call. I, I was a blubbering fucking mess. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like I said, I, I was exp- like I said, just expecting. Like I said, I, my 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 the bar I set for Pat Hughes is high because I know how good he right. is. Right, I I can see that. I just uh, I just have to disagree that Joe Buck was a better call. And my and my you, and the bar for Joe Buck is on the floor. <laughs> yeah, Joe. 
Well, and uh, my my bar for Jason Hayward is uh, is is definitely lowered since uh, the last <laughs> since this season started. Anyway, it's it's slowly dropping. Yeah, it's slowly dropping. I let's let's limbo. Everybody limbo. So um, let's end the room. Let's go watch yep. the game. Um, and uh, thanks for joining us on Unpopular Cups Opinions. This can actually be its own show. On Marquee Network on Popular Cubs Opinions and people just call in and tell us what they think what they say that nobody agrees with. So <laughs> um <laughs> so uh Spagog everybody, thanks for tuning in. Later. Yep. Spagog. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at Squeezed.com.